The Fully Loaded Show is brought to you by Fresh Hands Hand Sanitizer. In the face of our current health crisis, Fresh Hands wanted to contribute in a meaningful and useful way. They have partnered with high-quality manufacturers here in the United States to deliver the highest quality product at an affordable price, and it's always made in the USA. Their sanitizer gel and spray cleans and is soft to the skin because sensitive skin shouldn't be something you have to worry about right now. Stay fresh and clean with Fresh Hands. Please visit Fresh Hands, that's F-R-S-H hands.com, and find them at Walmart and Amazon. Fully Loaded. The Fully Loaded Show. Welcome to the Fully Loaded Show. With your hosts, JC Cornell and Paige DeMarco. Welcome into the Fully Loaded Show. We're back here with another instant reaction after the Bucks 27-24 loss to the Chiefs at Raymond James. I'm taking the place for Chris today, stepping in for hype train. It's intern Hank. I'm here with JC and JC. We just saw the Bucks. It looked like a game where they were going to get blown out in the beginning, and they came back, made it a game, and competed. Ultimately, they dropped to seven and five. So, what are your instant reactions to this loss? I think my instant reaction is: When are we just going to figure it out and start playing good to start the game in the first quarter? Clearly, this team has not found its offensive identity. Right? We want that identity to be pounding Rojo getting chunk yards and running play action. But it seems like we keep like there's a power struggle here between the playbooks. And and in the second half you started to see them become successful because they're mixing in the power run, they're mixing in the Brady playbook with splashes of the BA playbook. That's what I saw in my eyes, but I feel like we need to do that for four quarters and we not we, we don't need to be playing these games right now. We need to beat teams. I mean, the Chiefs, the former Super Bowl champions, that was a tough task. That was on the schedule. We knew that was the hardest game of the season. Losing by three, covering the spread, I believe, too, right? Yeah, yeah, you covered. I mean, we covered the spread. That's great. But we just need to we need to dial it in as a team, as a football team. Now, at halftime, Patrick Mahomes was on pace to break the NFL single-game record for pass yards in a game. He was on pace for over, for over 700 passing yards, which would have shattered the Norm Van Brocklin record of 554. And... The defense came out very similar to last week. They kind of started slow, something where they played another team that throws a lot of tempo and they play fast. And the defense started a little sluggish, but came back and slowed them down to an extent. And they gave the offense a chance. So, JC, I know the defense has been starting slow, but their second half surges have got to be encouraging at some level. Would you agree? I completely agree. I mean, Todd Bowles, remember, this is year two for Todd Bowles, year two for B.A. This is year one for Tom Brady in a different system. He's been in New England his entire career. These The defense is going to grow. These guys are young. SMB is young. Dean is out. He's young. Carlton Davis is young and still has a lot of things to clean up to be elite. De- Devin White, the captain of the defense next to Levante David, young. You know, you needed you needed these guys to show up, and they are showing up. SMB had a pick that, well, that was taken away. I mean, the guys, they're playing well, and – I mean, I can't even imagine what year three for this team is going to look like when, with Brady year two. But I think going back to Trevor Sikama earlier in the year, I criticized him for saying that this team looked like they're a year away from Super Bowl contention because, listen, I'm the biggest optimist you'll ever meet in your entire life about this Buccaneers team. I've, I ride and die for this team my whole life. And I, I want to lean with Trevor that this team might be a year away, but who knows if they clean this up, if they clean up the penalties, they get an identity on offense, they can beat anybody. So it's, it's hard. I think the thing that a lot of Bucks fans have got to put in perspective 
is you're still seven and five. You're probably going to make the playoffs. I mean, this team can compete. We just saw them lose to the defending Super Bowl champions who are arguably the best team in the NFL by three in a game where they were getting blown out at halftime. This is a game that Bucks teams of old lose by three touchdowns, four touchdowns, where they get blown out. And this team stuck with it. They competed. And we saw, and you mentioned it, JC, we saw Tom Brady and BA and all the mixtures of all the different offensive plays and schemes coming together. And the Bucks, they played better than the Chiefs in the second half. But this team's, you know, their, their fatal flaw has been their inconsistency. And I know watching that first half, I, I mean, I'm not, I'm not a Bucks fan like you, but that first half was frustrating just from a football standpoint because it just felt like they couldn't get anything going. What do you think that they can do in order to kind of smooth out the kinks that they have run into in the early game, in the early going of games? Well, I mean, I think, you know, the coaching staff needs to take their medicine. I think Byron Leftwich needs to realize that Tom Brady, we need to run, we need to run the New England offense here. And that's where I think we just need to be honest with ourselves is that Rojo looked phenomenal. Rojo scored a touchdown on a screen pass. That's a New England play right there. If Rojo gets the confidence to be able to grab those, which he will, I mean, I just, I hate to say it, Hank, but we need to play New England Patriots football as a Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. And people used to make jokes that Tampa was New England South because we would give away our players to New England. Well, I mean, it's it's time to actually take this seriously and be New England South, and let's win a Super Bowl being New England South. I think with this Bucks team, when you look at how they're built, I know we we've kind of talked about it in the weeks past, but they don't in the weeks past, but they don't have a running back who's been a real proven pass catcher. Fournette's had his troubles. Rojo's had his troubles, and today we saw Rojo kind of step up a little bit. Obviously, he's had his flaws, but today made some passes, obviously scored on a screen pass and Rojo's gotten a lot of opportunities, but do you think it's time or do you think it, the coaching staff should kind of not cut out Fournette like away from the offense, but do you think they should just give more work to Rojo and really commit to Rojo? So, you know, I've been on record. I'm a Fournette fan, right? But clearly he's his playing style, his, his ego. I don't want, his ego, he wants to be RB1. And here's the thing. Ronald Jones might not have his vocals and his ego that he, like, you know, walks around big mouth like I'm the best there is. But Rojo's got that quiet confidence and he needs to keep building it. I would say, if anything, I need to see Keyshawn Vaughn get more touches in for Fournette's role. Because Keyshawn Vaughn, I've said this before, has that James White kind of type to him. You don't see it a lot, but I, I, I have that vibe with him. And I know... Uh, against was it the Bears? He got that concussion, and he, I don't know if it was a concussion or not. He got knocked hard by the, the Bears, right? I talk a lot of shit about the Bears, Henry. Right? You're a Bears fan, <laughs> but the one thing they do is they beat the crap out of you on defense, and and he got a taste of that going against that Khalil Mack defense. And I just think it's time for him maybe to get shifted back in the rotation, and maybe yeah, maybe cut Fournette out of this, make Rojo the guy, and if you're gonna spell Rojo, spell him spell him with a guy like him who can catch as well out of the backfield. Going over to the defensive side of the ball, we obviously saw some guys make some plays. SMB made a nice play, 
picked off Mahomes, obviously got taken away with the JPP roughing the passer. But a guy who I just feel like hasn't been making a big impact, who's got a really hefty price tag, is Shaq Barrett. And he really wasn't, he wasn't disruptive and he hasn't been the same player that he was last year. So as weird as, as weird as this to say, what are you talking about? I mean, he had a huge play for us. He had a strip sack. Oh, never mind. But go, but watching back on defense, are there any guys, JC, who you think the Bucs can kind of move on from at the end of the year? Some guys who are replaceable? I mean, everyone's replaceable except for Tom Brady, Levante David, Devin White, and Ali Marpet. I mean, I say that jokingly, but those are the four cornerstones of this football team. Um, could you replace? Yes. Could you replace Shaq Barrett? Yes. There's guys in this draft like Jalen Phillips at the University of Miami who just needs kind of a kick in the butt to realize how talented he is at football, and he loves music just as much. You know what I mean? Those are the guys that could be replaced. I did a mock draft. We talked about it before on this podcast where I had them drafting a brand-new left tackle, which that has to happen. Donovan Smith cannot be on this football team next year. He is a complete liability. His friendship with Ali Marpet, they're too tight together. The only reason he's here is because Ali is saving his ass on so many plays. Ali Marpet was shown tonight sh- to taking on two guys with one hand each by himself. Donovan Smith gets thrown to the ground, thrown left and right. He gets ragdolled. I mean, it's time that we, we find a piece to go at left tackle, but not just an average piece. We need an elite piece at left tackle. I know with this team, I mean, I know Hype Train has talked about it a lot with the inconsistencies, and I think something that we're seeing now is I don't, I feel like I'm beating a dead horse here, but the lack of having a normal offseason, I think, is still affecting this team because they had a ton of turnover coming in. They added a bunch of new pieces, but what we're seeing is they, they still look at points a little bit out of sync, which would make sense because you have a bunch of new guys coming in. You didn't have the off season. You didn't have OTAs and you didn't have a normal training camp. Do you think that's something real? Do you think that's something that's realistically affecting this team, JC, that they didn't have all that time in the off season and kind of a normal agenda to follow? And do you think that's something that they're still trying to work through at, to, at this point in the year? Listen, I think the offseason, having a preseason hurts, right? Because especially for Tom Brady playing a quarter, two quarters in the second game, maybe a quarter in the third game, maybe two, gives you some of confidence in finding identity. I don't think it really matters that much. It, it matters a lot for rookies, right? Uh, especially rookies that need confidence building, like tackles in this league. Like Tristan Wirfs did fine. Um, Antoine Winfield, last time I checked, he's doing fine. So I'm going to say normally those preseason games are for rookies, right? But this team... You know, it was I would say Tom Brady needed the help. I need he needed they needed to find an identity in the preseason. But guess what? We're we're far in the season now. I throw that all out in the trash because college football teams though they don't have a preseason. They go and play, and every game freaking matters for them. And I, I think that's the mentality you have to have, no matter if you have a preseason or not. So obviously, look, watching this game, I'm sticking with the defense, but Carlton Davis had a rough outing against Tyreek Hill. I mean, Hill went for three touchdowns, 250 plus yards. And Davis is a guy who's had a really, really good year. But how do you think this game can kind of shape as, I don't want to say a wake-up call, but for lack of a better term, how do you think this game can be a wake-up call for Carlton Davis going forward the rest of the year? 
listen, I'm I'm hard. I've always been hard on on Carlton Davis because he does not turn his head to the football when he's covering wide receivers, and it drives me nuts because he gets handsy because he's not fast enough to cover a guy like Cheetah. That's like where Jamel Dean comes in, who runs a four three eight forty. Carlton Davis is too slow for those guys. He can't be man to man with those guys. It's a it's a complete mismatch. And I, I knew that before the game. I said speed kills this defense. If the if an opponent of the Bucks has speed receivers like Tyree Kill, McCole Hardman, they're f. Okay, I didn't drop the f bomb, but they're screwed. These guys can run all over them, and that's where you know Sean Murphy Bunting. He's a slot guy, right? He's not an outside guy because. He's got speed, but he, he doesn't have – he's more of a safety nickel kind of hybrid. Uh, he's got that Minka Fitzpatrick to him, that, but don't ever compare him to Minka Fitzpatrick because that guy's sensational. But you know what I'm trying to say. Missing Dean tonight hurt a ton. Um, but at the same time, I would be looking at, it like, next year, free agents, drafts. If I'm a GM uh, in this league right now, I am drafting players with speed as my first priority at every position. Hank, every position I'm looking for speed because this this team, the Kansas City Chiefs, Andy Reid drafts speed, right? They didn't get Henry Ruggs in the draft. It was rumored they were going to pull the trigger on Henry Ruggs. Could you imagine that offense with Henry Ruggs? It's it's just it creates mismatches. Why? Because they have the best quarterback that will probably go down as the best quarterback in history. Patrick, I mean, I mean, especially, I mean, with Ruggs, that's. I can't even imagine that's dangerous. But the Bucks have their bye this week. So they go into their bye at seven and five. And to finish JC, they've got the Vikings, Falcons, Lions, and then Falcons again. So they can finish this, they can finish this thing and go and head into the playoffs eleven and five. They head in eleven and five, you know, four wins on their back. How far do you think they can go, JC, realistically? Ending the year on four straight wins, heading in. What do you think they can do, and what do you think this team is capable of? I think this team's capable of winning a Super Bowl if they hand over the playbook to Tom Brady. And that, and not a lot of people are going to like that. Um, the defense, we need to get healthy. Um, a lot of guys need to step up here. You need like Shaq Barrett stepped up tonight. Last season, Shaq Barrett was consistent every single ball game. Shaq Barrett is showing up. In flashes now, and a couple every now and then, Jason JPP JPP, he plays out of his mind. He gives, he's been, and when I said cornerstone, JPP is a cornerstone of this team. That guy plays his ass off, and he plays inspired football. And and Dominican Sue plays inspired football. And Dominican Sue's getting old, but he's still playing well. And we can't forget that we're missing Vita Vea. Like this is, this is a team that got stripped of probably the best nose tackle in the entire NFL. So, you know, to win a Super Bowl, yes, it can. It, it, this is a boomer bust right now. We either get through this competition because it's tough. The Falcons are playing inspired, youngry football, uh, as Raheem Morris used to be the head coach of the Bucks when he was 32 years old and did a little too much partying. He's grown up a little bit. There, there's some tough opponents here. I mean, the Lions, they just fired Matt Patricia. I'm not worried about that game. You only worry about those games the game after the, the guy gets fired, right? Because all those players are like, yeah, F you, I'm ready to play. We'll see, Henry. We'll see. So, one more last question for you. And this is a little unrelated to the game. There are reports of B.A. and Tom Brady feuding this week. Personally, I think it's people just trying to make something out of nothing, just trying to come up with a story. But do you think those claims have any validity 
to them. I have no inside information on that, I, so I can't even answer that question. All I know is Tom Brady definitely needs to be Tom, running Tom Brady's playbook, and it needs to have splashes of BA, but there needs to be a mutual agreement between the both of them. Like There needs to be an identity because there's zero identity right now. I, I honestly think Byron Lethwich needs to just take a seat, and I think Tom Brady needs to work with BA. I know BA doesn't isn't the offensive coordinator anymore, but – Maybe B.A. and Tom need to sit down and figure this damn identity out pretty quick here. I can't. I thought of one more question. I lied before, but a guy who we haven't really seen get involved the last few weeks is Scotty Miller. And not obviously he's a little buried on the depth chart, you know, since A.B. got signed. But the offense looked a little more. I don't want to say a little more dynamic. And obviously A.B. is a better player than Scotty Miller, but. Miller adds a little, he adds, he adds a lot of speed, a lot of quickness, and he can stretch the field. So do you think it would help the Bucks if they kind of work, if they worked him in instead of AB in some of their packages where he's just going long, just trying to blow the top off the defense? Well, here's the thing. So ideally you want Scotty Miller to be on, you want him to be four wide, right? You want four wide receivers in this offense with one running back, right? And the problem is Rojo is, he's, so good with the ball in his hands. Um, if Rojo can prove that he can catch the ball, then you can run four wide, right? And if you can't run four wide, then unfortunately, Scotty Miller has to sit on the bench, which stinks. But that's just the fact. Like, because you need another tight end in there in the game. So, I mean, I think this all depends on if Rojo can catch the ball. Because if Scotty can be a part, and AB can be a part, and Godwin can be a part, and Mike Evans can be a part of this with Gronk, that's dangerous. But... It's all about trust issues with his hands. So, obviously, I feel like we covered everything right after this game. Bucks, I'm going to say it again. They dropped a 7-5, and five, but they're heading into their bye this week, so they get their week off. They're one of the last teams in the league to, get their, to, to have their bye week. But then after that, we talked about it. They've got four games that are all very, very winnable. And this, this is a team that should make the playoffs, barring anything catastrophic. But... It'll be interesting to see kind of what they do during the bye week, how they react. And obviously we've seen some crazy things happen in the last few days with coronavirus and the NFL. I mean, obviously the Broncos played without a quarterback. Um, but what happened with J- that game? Uh, the Broncos got blown out. They lost 34 to three, but yeah, so they had their emergency QB with Kendall Hilton, I think was his name. And he played one year of quarterback at Wake Forest, his sophomore year of college. And so he started the game. I don't think he completed a pass. I think he went 0 for 13 and threw two picks. But All right, well, Henry, of- <laughs> Henry, this is your time to shine. Give me your, give me one minute recap of the Bucks game. Analysis, recap, whatever you want to do. This team, I mean, they're inconsistent. They've been inconsistent all year, but... They came out in the second half, they battled, they fought, and they showed that this is a team that can compete and can win a Super Bowl and can play anybody tough. I mean, I know they've had their struggles. They're working through, they've had to work through some kinks, but this is a team that once they really find their rhythm and they haven't found their rhythm, which is the scary thing, they're a seven and five team that arguably should be better and they haven't really found their rhythm yet. So my takeaway from this game is you lost to the Super Bowl champions who might be the best team in the NFL, 
and you, you're not in a rhythm, but once you find that, once you find your groove, this team is going to be dangerous, and this team is going to compete for a Super Bowl, which will be this year, and then really next year, they're going to be really, really dangerous in the, in the next few years to come. I'm going to ask you one more question, Henry. What's up? There's a lot of Bucks fans, and Bucks fans are probably the craziest fan base in the country because of what we've gone through, right? Roller coasters. Yeah. We won a Super Bowl, then we went. It's just been a long road to relevant football. There's guys calling for Bruce Arians' head coaching position on Twitter. Are those guys maniacs, or do you think they have anything, anything going for them? I think, I think the crazy Bucks fans who I know you're referring to need to sit back and realize that Bruce Arians is – a two-time coach of the year. This guy is no slouch. He's coached and is one of the best offensive minds in the game. He's one of the best head coaches in the NFL. He knows what he's doing. You're lucky to have him. You're lucky he's the guy leading your organization and leading your team. So to any Bucks fan who wants Bruce Arians to lose his job, to be replaced, just sit back, take a deep breath. You're seven and five. You've got four super winnable games after your bye week. You're going to make the playoffs. You're going to compete. Just relax. He's one of the best coaches in the NFL. Just relax. You lost to a really, really, really good team this week. And last week against the Rams, you lost to another really, really good team. Just take a deep breath and relax. You're going to be okay. That's, that's my message for anybody who's calling for Bruce I, I agree with job. you, buddy. Listen, I agree with you. I love BA. <laughs> I love Jason Light. I love what they've been doing. The roster looks great. And we got to remember, this is year two. So the people that are calling for him fired the same people that called for Dirk Cutter, which he should have been. But this is Bruce Arians. This guy's a Hall of Fame coach. He's coached the best. So everyone chill out out there. And we're going to end this on go Bucks. On, on to who do, we, who do we even play next week? Do we have a... What, your buy is next. You have your buy next week. But then the we're week after that... We're going on vacation, baby. The week after Everyone, that, you have Enjoy Minnesota. your vacation in this beautiful weather down here and enjoy it. <laughs> Go play some golf, chill with your family, relax, and we'll, all, we'll find out who the, who, the, who the real opponents are next week when we get to not pay attention to any Buccaneers football. Yeah, so next week you're on bye. The week after that, you're at home against the Minnesota Vikings, who are 5-6, and six, picked up another win today. But that's all we got for this instant reaction episode, JC. Stay tuned for more content. Stay tuned for Tuesday. We'll be back recording another episode. Covering- stay tuned for whoever's winning that Nike Vapor <laughs> Elite jersey. Yes, we will be coming up with the winners for the Beat JC contest for this month or this week. Right. Henry's, Henry's responsible for picking the winner too. So, <laughs> so I, I will be doing some counting. It might take me a day or two, but I'll be looking through all the answers. Stay, stay patient tuned. out there. Stay patient. I know I'm, I was competing to get my... My talking privileges back on the show, but I think I got those back. You, but, got, you got an entire episode, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but stay tuned to Twitter. We'll have we'll be posting the winner there, and then we'll be getting in contact with you. And just stay posted for stay posted for more Bucks talk. We'll be coming back with more evaluations from this game and what the season will look like going forward on Tuesday. And we'll see you then. Back, I think Hype Train will be back, but yeah, yeah stay tuned to stay tuned for Tuesday and we'll see you next time. Go Bucks.